0: You're listening to the Flaccozar Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Flacco Zar Podcast. We got a lot of stuff going on today. It is an exciting time of year. Um, NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs start tonight. Interesting, right? Because tomorrow, although I'm not so interested in the game, the games tonight are playoffs into the tournament so to speak kind of like what they've been doing now with um, baseball and for back of letter March madness, where they have a couple teams that play in two, the last teams to play into, to get into the bracket. So essentially that's what's going on tonight. Tomorrow is actually the big games. Um, so it's quite interesting this time of year. And I love it because now we got, Basketball playoffs starting MLBs in full swing, although we haven't finished the fourth full month yet. It's in full swing. And then coming up two weeks, two weeks from yesterday, the NFL draft. So the big three has a lot going on. And I know you're sitting there thinking, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there's a whole nother sports out there that's in the playoffs, too. And you're right. NHL is starting their playoffs as well. But they are no longer the big four they're no longer in the big four soccer has has taken over nhl nhl is a very small market it's a niche market you know and i come from san jose i remember when the sharks were created you know and i had i was one of the first to have a sharks jersey and we were really excited and they still are excited there in san jose with the sharks but the sharks have underperformed i've been there for 30 something years and and they've been to the standing cup once Lost to Pittsburgh, of course. Uh, they've been to the semifinals twice. They they remind me, and I, and I've said this before. You know what they remind me of 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 like the old Chargers. But the NHL, aside from those cities that actually have teams, or if you're Canadian or in the the northern northeast part of the United States, nobody cares about hockey. Nobody cares. Soccer, MLS, is making a big push to be number four. And before you guys out there, you NHL purists and people out there like, well, no, that's a bunch of crap. Hey, I know hockey is a world sport just like soccer or football. And, you you know, you're going to scoff at MLS because, yes, it is a lower quality uh, league when you compare it to, over in Europe or even in, in South America, but it's gaining popularity quickly. And you can go as far back. And there was a lot of documentaries on this about the 94 world U S world cup team. We had the world cup here in 1994, here in the United States. And that was, that was huge. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to any of those games or participate, although being from the Bay Area, we had games at Palo Alto at Stanford. Stanford had an old stadium, a different stadium compared to the one they had now. And they even had a Super Bowl there. Uh, the 49ers and Miami, where Joe Montana beat Dan Marino. It used to be a 100,000-seat stadium. You know, now Stanford has a, a smaller, more intimate stadium. But back then, they were holding World Cup soccer games right there. Brazil. Brazil was stationed right there, or they set up their their spot in Los Gatos. Um, and so a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I knew were out there partying with the World Cup players and, and the, the fans out there. Guess where I was in 94? I was watching the World Cup on TV from Egypt because my ship had gone back over, did a med cruise, my second med cruise, And we happened to be in Egypt during that time. And so I was watching on their their little televisions, World Cup games. I've been to Egypt like 10 times. No bulls. 10 times. Hergada. But that MLS team, that because we had it here in the United States, it, it created a lot of excitement. And a couple years later, MLS came out of it. Right? All kinds of new teams. And after a while, hell, San Jose's team, the Earthquakes, were doing pretty good. And then they, they, they moved off to Houston and became the Houston Dynamo and took Landon Donovan with them. Remember, Landon Donovan was with San Jose first before he was with Houston or LA. But with the World Cup, that just happened last year, and it was really popular, and it coming again in three more years, it'll be here, the World Cup. And it's going to be huge because from 36 teams they are expanding it to 48 teams to play in, to play in to get to the the tournament. And because it's going to be so big that it's being held in North America, not just the United States, Canada, United States, and Mexico. Like three different places in Mexico, Guadalajara, Monterrey, and uh, Mexico City. And I believe two places in Canada and a bunch of places in the United States here. So soccer is quickly in, in the United States is making a big push, making a big push for, for soccer. You got all these kids that are interested in it now. Um, so I didn't mean to get off the topic where I was going with that, but there's a lot to say about soccer being part of the big four now replacing hockey. And I know hockey's expanding, becoming more popular with the the Las Vegas Golden Knights, right? Their first season, all of a sudden they, they're in the they're in the sem- they're in the finals, and then you got the Seattle Kraken, you know. So they're expanding. But here, we're going to talk about the big three today. NBA, right? The playoffs are starting. It's been twenty years since the Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs. Is that a big deal? Well, maybe to many of you, it's not. But here now I live in Sacramento, so it's a huge thing. Huge. I am not a Kings fan. Okay, hold up. I will watch the Kings. I even had season tickets to go to to, to the Kings. But the reason I had the season tickets was to watch other teams come and play the Kings. Now, when I'm there, I will root for them because they are the home team. And you may be thinking because... I'm from the Bay Area, from San Jose, that I would like the Warriors. I I like to watch the Warriors. Who doesn't like to watch the Warriors? I mean, Steph changed the game, right? Huge. I lived down in Southern California for a long time. I was there when the Lakers started rolling again in 98, 97, 98. Sorry, 98, 99, when they got Phil Jackson, and then they became a powerhouse. So I like to watch basketball. There are some teams that I prefer over others, but more importantly, I just like to watch the players. And essentially, that's what the NBA is, a player-driven league, right? We would like to watch some stars. Sacramento Kings, they have like maybe two stars, but they don't have superstars. They don't have a max player. Darren Fox is a good player, but compared to a team like Golden State that's got some superstars and stars, they're going to be overmatched. And it's interesting because the Warriors really wanted that sixth seed. I and mean, even the Lakers, the Lakers and the Warriors were trying to get that sixth seed so they can play the Kings. The sec- the Warriors now have two players that have been off for a while, defensive players that are coming back, and Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton the third. The Kings are going to have their hands full. And I truly believe, as great of a season that the Kings have, and I'm not going to poo-poo on them because they've had a great season with first-year coach Mike Brown, that they're still a couple years away. They need a superstar. I actually was kind of hoping that KD would end up in Sacramento. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? But now he's over there in Phoenix, and Phoenix is the number one seed. How's that all going to work out? There's a lot of pressure on CP3 and and Devin Booker. KD's just got to come in and be KD. But I don't know. I don't think Phoenix has enough in the tank to take them to the end, specifically because CP3 has historically shown in the playoffs jokes. And you're going to need a good CP3 in order to help carry them you know I don't know the Warriors the Warriors just know how to play ball they're very well coached right I mean Steve Kerr played for the Warriors I mean sorry played for the Bulls and played for San Antonio Spurs so he was managed by two two legendary coaches Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich and if you look at his team They remind me, the Warriors remind me more of San Antonio than Chicago Bulls. And they have four championships team in the way, and they have a longevity of staying relevant, staying consistent. They're very well coached, and they know how to develop players. You know, and there was some talk, you know, I watch a lot of sports talk shows and listen to sports radio, a lot of talk about what they're going to do next year as far as the cap, uh, because they are paying out a lot of money. Who do they keep? Who to let go? And one of the ones that we're talking about is Draymond Green. You think at the beginning of the year when Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face at practice, you know, they created some unit cohesion issues, but they seem to be rolling. But next year, do they keep Draymond Green or do they let him go? And it's hard to argue the fact that Draymond Green is essentially the glue. He's the one that keeps that team together, the heart, so to speak. He has replaced Andrew Agudala Because in the very beginning of their run, Andre was the guy who, the veteran who came and kept everybody in check and keep everybody rolling on the same page. Well, that's what Draymond has become. So going into this game against the Kings, I think Kings maybe have a game. Or two, but the Warriors are gonna win. Simple as that. Right? The Lakers. The Lakers are still starting to to roll. A D is healthy. LeBron's LeBronin, right? And they're going up against Memphis. Oh, this is gonna be good. Because you know what? At the beginning up until the middle of the season, I was I was on that jaw morant train, man. I, I think John Morant, John Morant is going to be a superstar if it isn't considered a superstar already in the league. But there's something about that team Memphis that I don't like. They're, you know, I don't know if they're trying to become a like the Pistons, a bad boy team, but they're just not. I, I just the things that went down with them this year, and not just with Morant, but the couple other people on the team. I just. Something about them. So I hope the Lakers take them out. Take them out quick. Um, you know? And then who's... The West is going to be where there's the huge battle. You got the strongest teams in the West. The East? It's going to be the Celtics? Or it's going to be the Bucks. One of those two. Who do you think? I'm thinking it's going to be the Celtics. You know? The Greek freak wants to get back. But... I, I think it's, it's, it's the Celtics time to do that all over again, but heck um, KD over there in the Suns is he going to, is he going to be able to take them or help them get to the finals? I mean, he helped the warriors, but then again, the warriors did it twice without him. The Suns have not shown that they can do anything with anyone. You know, the last time they were in the finals. Charles Barkley, right? But you see my shirt? Giants? Where my shirt jersey? It's a actually it's a it's a Buster Posey jersey. There's only two Giants numbers that I'll wear. Twenty two Will Clark and a twenty eight Buster Posey, because I think, at least I feel, that Buster Posey was the Will Clark of the this generation of Giants. Well, the past generation of the 2010s generations uh, of the Giants. You know, funny story about Will Clark um, and it has to do with Mike Kruko. You know, a lot of you longtime Giants fans, when I say long time, yeah, longtime Giants fans remember Mike Kruko being the pitcher for the Giants in the 80s. I remember Mike Kruko being a pitcher for the Giants. Heck, I remember it was a Ooh, it was the day before Fourth of July. It was July third. Sorry, I can't recall the year—eighty-six or eighty-seven. I Think it may have been eighty-seven. And it was after the game in a candlestick, where the players would park their cars and drive out. If you waited outside the gate, every once in a while, some players would come out and they would give you autographs. So we waited after the fireworks went out to that parking lot area and waited. Mike Kruko comes out. And there was just me and some other kid. Mike Kruko comes out and he's, and one of the security guards goes, hey, Mike, you, got, you can get an autograph for these two kids? Mike's like, no, 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 I got to go, I got to go. Didn't give me an autograph. Guess who came out right after that? Will the Thrill Clark. And you know what he did? He signed my ball for me. I became a lifelong... Will Clark fan after that. Not so much a fan of Mike Kruko. You know. And every time I hear him on TV or the radio, I get taken back to that. And, you know, he probably was just had some things going on. But in my mind, that's just just whatever. But the Giants, you know, the Giants are in fourth place in the West. Not doing so hot, which. Everybody. I say, everybody. Many people except for Larry Bear predicted that the Giants are just not going to be good this year. They struck out in the offseason. They put their, all of their eggs in the basket to go after Aaron Judge. Judge wasn't going to leave the Yankees, no matter how much money they threw at him. Hell, the Padres threw in $400, 400 million and he still didn't go there. Nobody leaves the Yankees, especially after hitting 60 home runs. Big Stein would have never let that happen. He would have been rolling in his grave. He would have came back to haunt that organization if they would have let him go. So the Giants put all their eggs in a basket, lost it, lost out on Trey Turner, uh, lost out on a bunch of other people. And so we're stuck with Litton buttons, right? We got to do what we got to do. But interestingly enough, Arizona's in first place. Now, there's only been 13 games, a full month of baseball hasn't even been completed yet there's a lot of things that these people are these players are still working out especially when it comes to the pitching clock i was watching a giants dodger game the other day and there was four pitching violations not box but the time their time limit. there was four of them that happened within that short amount of time so That and and, you know, the way that baseball is nowadays, they're run through a lot of different pitchers, catchers have to manage more pitchers than ever, and it creates some confusion, especially now. 20 seconds where before baseball purists we like that long game. I like a long game now, a long game to watch on TV that's hard to watch. Being at the ballpark and watching a long game, it's a lot easier to swallow. When you're there, you're watching that long game, you can see the chess match between the pitcher and the batters. You know, you can think of just watching everybody on the field. It's I like it. The pitcher can take his time, reassess how he wants to do things. Now with this twenty second, they it's they gotta go quit. They don't even get a whole lot of time to reset, catch their breath. But it is what it is. So here's something really, really interesting. First place in all of baseball and undefeated are the Tampa Bay Rays. 13-0. 13-0. That hasn't happened since 1987. In 1987... That was the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And in 82, it was the Atlanta Braves. That was the last time at this point in the season that any team has gone 13-0 or undefeated. There was a time before that, 1884, the St. Louis Maroons, and they went 20-0. and 0. But that was way before the slider, right? So does that even count? Funny enough, MLB has also been talking about realignment. Okay, there's 30 teams in the MLB. NFL has 32. Once they had those 32, they were able to realign. MLB wants to realign. And I don't know if you've seen the kind of proposals, but essentially it takes the Giants and the Dodgers away from each other. They'll have a Western division. And a Pacific Division, and the Western Division is L.A., San Diego, uh, Angels, and the Diamondbacks, and then the Pacific Division would be the A's, the Giants, Seattle, and uh, one other team, the Rockies, I believe. But it's weird how they're grouping these 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 teams up. But what they haven't accounted for or is there are two teams that want new stadiums, the A's, and the A's have been talking about that for a very long time. And then the 13-0 and team, the Tampa Bay Rays. Funny enough, do you know that the Giants were almost in Tampa Bay? In 94, around that time, the Giants were going to leave. The Giants were looking to move elsewhere. Because they were tired of playing at Candlestick Park, And as much of us that revere that park, it was old and dilapidated, right? Look at the Oakland Coliseum. Oh my God, do the A's need a new stadium? So the giant the A's did a solid for the Giants. They gave up their South Bay Market, the San Jose area, to help the Giants get more funding to build a new stadium and it worked they got a stadium what was it called sbc or pac bell at that time at t whatever it was when it was first built the house that barry bonds built and now the a's are struggling of course different ownership for both the teams but the a's are struggling the a's need a new ballpark but the Giants won't give that area up. Doesn't make good business sense to do that, right? Because the A's would have had a stadium in San Jose around where Powell is, the police athletic league, right in that area, by 280. But the Giants won't give that up. So the A's have been in limbo. There's been all this talk about Jack London Square or right by the river there. Um But it's not happening. And that has to be settled before realignment can occur. Where are the A's going to go? Where are the Tampa Bay Rays going to go before they expand to two more teams? Nashville wants a team. Raleigh, North Carolina wants a team. Las Vegas wants a team. And you might think, well, that's the easiest thing to do, right? Let the A's... Go to Vegas. They already took the Oakland Raiders. Why not take the Oakland A's? Well, Nashville. Nashville would love to have the A's. Nashville has a AAA team out there that is an A's affiliate. And then if you look at, if you just look at uh, population, Nashville isn't even on the list as one of the most populous cities in the United States. Sacramento sacramento would be a viable option but the problem is is how close are they to the giants would they be create a problem who cares the a's are right there but they can move to sacramento we would love to have the a's over here everybody would be ecstatic there's enough population there's enough jobs over here the 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 issue is is the television the television markets is what they're after They're not necessarily looking for population, right? Because when you look at the Giants or the 49ers, whatever, that was all Bay Area, not San Francisco. San Francisco's down on the list. San Jose is more populous than San Francisco. And San Jose is more populous than Oakland. But when you combine all three of those, they're one giant superpower. Behind L.A. and behind New York. The A's... You know, the owner is, what, worth $2.2 billion? He's not going to be able to fund a stadium by himself, right? He's going to take some help. But the cities learn after what happened in Miami, when Miami built their stadium, that they stopped doing a lot of that, where they were having the public fund, and that's exactly what they want in Oakland. They want the city of Oakland, the taxpayers, to fund a new stadium in Oakland, say no, no, no. I'm sure Oakland would rather have that space for housing because housing is a premium, especially in the Bay Area. A lot of Bay Area residents moved out east, far eastern, to get more affordable homes. I mean, Sacramento, Sacramento has been blowing up years after year after year after year with the migration of, of these people coming from the Bay area. I'm one of them born and raised in San Jose. You know, here I am in Sacramento. I'm one of the migrants because it's more affordable to live out here. It's funny. I was having a conversation with my mom the other day because they bought their house in San Jose in 86, three bedroom one bath, maybe maybe a thousand square feet, and they bought it for 102 major fixer. I think it's worth over probably like 1.2, 1.4 million right now. Parents are millionaires. If they sell their house, they're millionaires. My mom was a single mom at 17 years old. And she's potentially a millionaire now because of real estate. How cool is that? I was just telling her, man, that's. You've over my mom has overcome so many obstacles in her life. You know, I I don't mean to get off the subject here talking about sports, but I I just got to tell you when she was 17 years old, there were people telling her, have an abortion, give me up for adoption. But she did the hard part, she did the hard thing, and she kept me. And although the first six months you know i was in foster care she got me back and things weren't easy and i'm gonna even go as far as say they were not always the best well my mom did her best i know that and i love her to death so i'm so happy for them that whenever they decide to sell that house they're gonna be fine they're gonna live comfortably right sorry getting back to where I was about the Bay area. Okay. So I know I'm in real estate now and that's all we see is people coming from the Bay area. I think mean, half the people that I went to high school with moved out here. And then there's in a fraction of those who've now moved to other places, Texas or Idaho, Nashville, wherever, but Tampa and the A's both need to figure out if they're going to stay or they're going to move to another city before those re- those expansion teams happen and then realignment happens but that's going to be an interesting that's something for the future here for for baseball it's it's an exciting time for baseball i love it but you know what's even better and this this is the best of it all it's christmas in two weeks like what christmas is until december no for nfl fans the day of the draft is Christmas. I told you in a previous podcast, this time of year is the best because this is the soap opera time of year, right? And if you've been following the NFL or sports in general, you'll see there's a lot of malarkey going on out there. And I know, I said, I you can call me out on it. That's okay. I said, Derek Carr is going to be a Jet. I never... I never for a second figured that he would go back to Dennis Allen and then end up in New Orleans. Derek Carr's done. He's done. He I think he would have had a better shot in New York, but he's done. He had weapons up there in in New York. But he's done. He's in New Orleans and he's done. And I know they're thinking, well, that's an easier division to play in. But no. But the Jets, the Jets are in this weird predicament right now because Aaron Rodgers came out a month ago and says, I'm going to go play for the Jets. He's still a Packer. Nothing has happened. And while this is going on, Lamar Jackson says, I want to trade. I want out of Baltimore. And he's in his last season, right? This is a Heisman Trophy winner. And you can say whatever you want to say about lamar jackson but he's very dynamic very dynamic and it just takes a certain type of coach to be able to tailor an offense around him and give him the outlets that he needs so he's not running around all over the place all the time a la mike shanahan or kyle shanahan sorry (laughs) kyle shanahan But the 49ers aren't going to go after Lamar Jackson. He, you know, the reason why he hasn't got any bidders is because he wants, he wants Watson money, but that's not going to happen. Nobody's going to pay that kind of money for Lamar Jackson because they knew Watson, that deal was, was a mess. It's essentially holding that organization hostage for years to come. But Lamar Jackson's going to be a good quarterback wherever he goes. But he doesn't want to play for Buffalo. I mean, uh, Baltimore. So what does he do? Is he abstain and sit on the bench for a year? Possibly. And Aaron Rodgers. You know, he went on that. That retreat, that darkness retreat for four days where he sat in total darkness and silence for four days and came out and realized that, oh, I want to go play for the Jets. They haven't come to full compensation agreement for Aaron Rodgers. This is why draft. There's going to be a lot of trades going on because that has been the trend for the last five, six years. Drafts and uh, uh, trades And, and general managers are not afraid to make big major deals in mortgage years. For certain players. We're seeing that more and more. And we know. That. Bryce Young. Is going to go first in the draft. He's the best player overall. Okay. The quarterback from Alabama. Bryce Young. He's going to go to Carolina. So the number two pick. There's a lot of talk going on right now. But. The Houston Texans, what are they going to do? They got a new coach, D'Amico Ryans, okay? They don't have a quarterback. They have lots of needs, but then they have lots of draft capital. So if Bryce Young, for whatever reason, gets past Carolina, well, then they'll take him. But they're not particularly sold on C.J. Stroud. And if that's the case and you have lots of needs, what are you going to do? You trade, you trade down to get more picks to build your team because it is shown, history has shown you build the team before you build the quarterback. You get the quarterback. Look at what Jacksonville did. They had a crappy team and they went and got a generational quarterback. And then they bombed because they didn't have the right coach. Now, Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like Trevor Lawrence. But it's taken, you know, that was a year that he could have been. Let me rephrase that. He's about a year behind where he could be or should be. So D'Amico could take that that approach that the 49ers and some of these other teams have taken where they build the team, build their defense. And I think that's what they're going to go. They're going to build that defense. And then once you're building that defense, your core defense, then you're going to get certain players that you're going to develop. Wide receivers. Okay. You get running backs late round. And he came from the 49ers. D'Amico came from the 49ers coaching tree there. So he's seen how it's supposed to go down, how he can make this offense work. And you can get running backs in the later rounds. And I'm sure there's a quarterback here too that they might be able to pick up and be a stopgap for another year until next year. Next year when there's a lot of quarterbacks coming out. Like number one, Caleb Williams from USC. Interesting thing about USC, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They got the number one quarterback from high school coming in next year. Caleb is going to be a junior this year. He won the Heisman Trophy as a sophomore last year. But not only that, I don't know if you remember. Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach at Texas Tech. They fired him. He became the offensive coordinator under Todd Helton, Offensive coordinator for the USC Trojans. Didn't even make it into the season because he got hired as the head coach to the Arizona Cardinals, right? Went out there. Helton over here at USC gets fired. They bring in Lincoln Riley last year. And look at USC. 180 degrees, right? Cliff Kingsbury at the end of last season, you know, he was let go by the Cardinals and then went off somewhere quiet. Guess what? Cliff Kingsbury... (laughs) is now the head the quarterbacks coach for university of southern california usc trojans lincoln riley and cliff kingsbury together as a coaching duo at usc oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) and not this year but next year they're going to the big 10 so Ooh, but this is what I'm talking about because these college moves, they translate to what happens in the NFL, especially the, the drafts. This is an exciting time. I, I mean, I, I can't wait. So I'm going to watch some baseball tonight. I'm going to watch some playoff basketball tonight. I'm not going to watch any playoff hockey. Um, I might watch some highlights, but it just doesn't do it for me. Now, I will take I I will say this about hockey. If you go to a hockey game, that's different. Okay. Going to a hockey game is exciting. You feel the hits when they slam into the boards. It's so fast paced. You gotta be there at a game, at a hockey game, in order to, to appreciate it. Okay. I guess the same thing can be said about baseball. NFL was made for television. NBA made for television. Hockey, you gotta be there to watch that. It's it it's I remember my first hockey game was the San Diego Goals in nineteen ninety one. They played at Sports Arena in San Diego, and they were a minor league team. It was 15 bucks to get center ice. And that was, that was the first hockey game I went to. I was amazed. Um, I wish we had a hockey team up here in Sacramento. I'd probably go more. And I thought for certain that the, uh, the minor league team that they had in Stockton when it came over to Sacramento, but they didn't. And then interestingly enough, the desert, the Coachella Valley gets an arena and gets a minor league hockey team the firebirds and i believe they are a, a, an affiliate for the seattle kraken so all my friends down there in indio coachella valley out there i see them posting pictures all the time going to that game they love it down there. they love their hockey they love their firebirds down there but again as i was saying in the beginning nhl it's very regional very regional it's not it's no longer a big four it's no longer a Big Four, so I know that was a lot today, guys. There's <laughs> just it's sports, and I love it. I haven't even talked. I haven't even got to talk about NASCAR. Oh, Kyle Larson won a couple weeks ago. That was good to see him come back, man. Hendrick's team is on fire, right? All three drivers, I believe, has Bowman. I think all three drivers. Three out of the four drivers have now won a race, so they're going to be in the playoffs. Hendricks is the team, and I'm sure Chase Elliott would have been in there if he didn't get hurt, do some stupid stuff, snowboarding, getting hurt, and now he's not racing. So he's probably I, unless he wins one, the win get automatically birthed to the to the playoffs. But William Byron keeps winning them. His teammate. I even mean, talked about Formula One. You know, Circuit of the Americas, they're coming. And, well, they just had the Miami Grand Prix. Or the Miami Grand Prix is coming up. That's what it is. I haven't even talked about that. You know, Champions League. I think Real Madrid's going to take it all this year. And that's a Real Madrid without Cristiano. Well, I appreciate you tuning in again and hearing what I got to say about this sports stuff. And There's a lot. I just glossed over some things. There's, I mean, I could spend time diving into one little thing and just picking it apart. But if you're a Sacramento fan, it's a good time to be in Sacramento because of the Kings. But as I said in the beginning, I really think they will not get past Golden State. Golden State's just too good. They're too deep. But it's going to be a battle in the West. Baseball. 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 Love it. All right, everybody. Again, thank you for tuning in, and I shall talk to you later. I'm out.